0: Thanks to the six-man choir, plus one choir quartet, six-man quartet, plus one. Ah, this, may, this song may have sounded a little familiar. It's going to be more familiar yet, but the time Christmas season is over. We've uh, kind of adopted it as a, as a theme song, I think, for, uh, for the church. Uh, announcements this morning, the church's uh, annual congregational meeting. Uh, has been postponed for a month. Uh, it will be the first Sunday in February, and uh, this will be our uh, annual election of officers. So uh, we have that to uh, to consider. Also, the uh, monthly business meeting, Monday, January the third, six o'clock in the Fellowship Hall. That'll be our regular uh, regular monthly housekeeping meeting. Mitch, do you know of anything else coming up in the community that we need to know about? Nothing I'm aware of, no, sir. Any fish fries at the fire department? Hmm? I don't know yet. Okay. Tell tell us next week. Last night was a beautiful night. It was cold, but it was was beautiful. The, The pageant went off without a hitch, as far as I could tell. And uh Mark was smiling at the end of the day, so I think everything uh everything went off well there. We uh we enjoyed it anyway. Yeah. We had a pretty good crowd. Too. We did we did have a good crowd. And
1: they seemed to enjoy
0: it. Mm-hmm. Do we have any birthdays this week? Besides Jesus not okay how about anniversaries give us a chord squirrel happy birthday to you jesus happy birthday to
2: you happy birthday dear jesus
0: No more. Let's continue uh, to praise God this morning. Turn to number 188. Oh, come all you faithful. Let's stand and sing. 189 is to cross the page silent night.
3: Our Father and God, we are so blessed. Lord, we are so thankful that you came in a child, as a child. You came to be God with us. You came to Bethel, Bethlehem, the house of God, the house of bread. And you came to be God among us, to be the bread of life for us. Lord, we are so thankful. We partake of this bread, and it gives us eternal life. We never have to face death. This body dies, but we live on and on for eternity. Lord, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We cannot give you enough gifts. We cannot give you enough praise. All glory, all honor, all praise is due you because you are God, our Savior. Thank you, Jesus. It's in your name that we ask you to bless us here this morning. Amen. Our Father Father,
0: who art in heaven, heaven. hallowed be thy name. Thy Thy kingdom kingdom come, (laughs) thy will be done (laughs) on earth as it is is in heaven. heaven. Our communion hymn this morning is uh, one that we've done before in this season, number 222, a prayer hymn, a communion hymn for Christmas. Higgins has our uh, communion meditation.
1: Entitled the reading this morning, they presented to him gifts. The first time we see the word worship in the New Testament, we find people bringing gifts to God. A monumental event was taking place. God has become a man, actually a baby. Christ was born, has been born, and the Magi, wise men from the east, had come to worship him. Part of their worship was gift-giving, not what God had asked for the gifts, but these man was compelled to give. If you really want to impress him with your gift, what would you do? If I want my wife to be thrilled with her anniversary present, I better ask her what she wants to receive. Not merely considering what I want to give, more than like a diamond ring will earn more favor than a brand new vacuum cleaner. The key gift to giving is being in tune with the gift. In the same time, it's the same time with, or the same with God. Our worship experience should be based on Him. We would do well to ask Him what He wants, not decide what we would like to give. I wonder if we focus a bit much on our choice of giving God a style, a method, and a flow of worship service when all the while God is more interested in getting us, there is lure, lure to nothing said in the scripture about giving God a style. There is a lot said about giving ourselves. Maybe the best gift you can give God this Christmas is yourself. Certainly, the best offer you can make him during communion right now is not an impressive list of credentials or accomplishments from the past week. That list is a filthy rag. No, the gift he waits for is you. And we have reason to worship Christ because we're not waiting to be impressed by our gift. He waits to receive, forgive, and make us presentable to the Father. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you gave us what we needed that first Christmas that you gave your son wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Father, as we remember you this Christmas day because it's all about you and not getting t- wrapped up in and tied up in the presents, but remembering you on your birthday and what you have given to us. Dear Lord, as we take of these emblems this morning, This loaf and this cup represents his broken body and the blood that he shed there upon Calvary's cross. That, dear Lord, through him we have the hope of eternal life. Mm -hmm. Let's remember him this year, remembering everything that he has done and died for us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: Let's take a few moments just to speak to God, thanking Him for His gifts to us, presenting our gifts to Him. Jesus and his disciples were gathered in the upper room to celebrate the Passover. Jesus took bread and blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them saying, this is my body broken for you, eat of it. And after they had eaten, he took the cup, blessed it, passed it among them, saying, This is my blood of the New Testament poured out for the remission of sins. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me until I come again. Drink of it, all of you. Let's stand for the doxology. To do the whole thing, not just the chorus this time. Okay. Number 216. In those strange little rectangles. <laughs> Go tell it on the mountain. Brother John, you have a solo for us this morning. Yes, another one of those happy little surprises. Yeah. Hmm? Another one of those happy surprises because
4: I just just fun, yeah, it's all good.
3: This, this, this is instead of America's idol, this is Christian's idol.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just found out last night that um, we're going to do this song again today before or you know, at the beginning of the service, and that's the song I picked, so okay. we're getting it twice today, that's okay. <clears throat> just a little difference though. Ring the bells, ring the bells, let the whole world know, Christ was born in Bethlehem, Many years ago, born to die that man might live, came to earth one life to give. Born of Mary, born so low, many years ago, God the Father gave his Son Gave his own beloved one To this wicked, sinful earth To bring mankind his love new birth Ring the bells, oh ring the bells Let the whole world know Christ the Savior lives today As he did so long ago.
3: All right. That was worth hearing again. Good morning. morning. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? Oh. Just imagine if the rapture happened right now, we'd be in church. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? We'd go from church to church. Go from here to home. Oh, well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you for all the gifts, the cards, uh, prayers. It's all been appreciated. I... I I'm I'm, all, I'm always humbled by the amount of attention that people show. <laughs> and uh so I may not give you a card back, I may not give you a gift back, but I love you anyway. <laughs> I uh I don't know. I've never I never gotten the habit of of doing Christmas cards and I don't even give my family gifts. I just don't do it. I try to give everything to Jesus. Instead of two others. Uh, it's just something that has always. I, I tell you it really bothers me at the commercialization. That Christmas has become. And I, I saw a kid one time. I'm not kidding you. He opened gift after gift after gift after gift. And there must have been $1,500 worth of stuff. I mean it, it was nice stuff. And then he says, is that all? I'm like, kid, what's wrong with you? (laughs) So I try to keep it about Jesus. This message this morning helps show that, I think. So our text comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 2. Just one verse, verse 11. And this is what it says. On coming to the house... They sold a child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The wise men presented their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. As Christians, we too can present our gifts to the Savior. Now, there's five things that's listed here that are very practical, but we often miss it. The first one is, the first gift we can give him is our time. Our time. You know, who can tell me what a tithe is? What is a tithe? Okay, giving what to God specifically? A tenth. A tenth. Giving 10%, a tenth. And that includes one-tenth of our time. So what's a tenth of 24? 2.4, right? Do you purposely, intentionally every day give 2.4 hours at least to God? Set aside 2.4 hours every day to read the Word, study, to pray, and to maybe go... And spend time with someone who needs to be blessed. Two point four hours. Not even two and a half hours out of the day. Oh, but we sleep for eight hours, I only leaves sixteen. And you want me to give two point four? I'm sorry, he gave every drop of his blood for you and for me. Amen. I don't think that two and a half hours a day is too much to ask. That's just a tenth, folks. That doesn't include above and beyond a sacrifice. Two and a half hours a day is just obeying. That's not even a sacrifice. The second thing is our treasures. (laughs) How many of you have ever heard a preacher say, Let me look at your checkbook. And I'll tell you what you love. I don't like to say that because I'm not that nosy. <laughs> but the point is made. There is a truth to that. But our treasures, okay? Uh, let me just ask you. What do you treasure most in, in, in this world? What do you treasure most? Somebody, anybody. What do you treasure family wife wife that's almost family close By <laughs> so marriage. yeah not by blood <laughs> what else faith. faith okay what else health. Health. health yes anybody anything else come on our salvation our salvation Motorcycle? There's finally somebody's on us. (laughs) Okay, now the question becomes, have we dedicated all of these things we say we treasure to God? Have we said, Lord, yes, I love my family. Yes, I love my wife. Yes, I love my faith. Yes, I love my salvation. Yes, I love my motorcycle, but I love you more. And I'm willing to give those things up if it's needed for you. I've seen people lose their faith over losing a family member. You know why? Because they did not give them to God. They did not dedicate that loved one to God. And they did not say to God, I love you more than them. And if they did say it, they didn't mean it. Our time, our treasure, our talents. You know, I was blessed to see so many people participate in this pageant. There's a lot of talents and a lot of time given for this, and some treasures too. And <laughs> some people paid out of their pockets for a lot of the things that that happened. In fact, the whole program was paid for by uh, donations. So. A lot of people did this very thing we're talking about but our talents you know you don't have to be talented to take a part in that pageant because you don't have to remember any lines you know and it's real easy to act out the parts just moving your lips and moving your hands and you know making appropriate gestures some kind uh you know it's not that difficult but yet it's very time-consuming and People get nervous. And even those who opened and closed the curtains, turned the lights off and on. It's all necessary. It's all part of it. It made the whole thing great. Why? Because everybody who took part in it wanted to. Our hearts were in it. Our love was there. And because of that, God honored it, and he brought the people to come and to see. You know, there are also people who can sing. There are people who can, who can perform uh, through dance. You know, David danced before the Lord. And I've been to churches where they had people doing uh, some kind of uh, artistic dance to gospel music, and it was beautiful. Waving flags and colors, different colors and things, and it was just absolutely a, a very moving moment of worship. There are lots of talents that God has given us. Not all talents is preaching and teaching. Not all of the talents is, is just singing. And there's many, many things. Mark uses his talent with the lights, programming the lights to help bring attention through this community to this church and to be a blessing to others. There are many other ways. There are people who are talented with uh, electricity and electronics. There are people who are talented to be able to program computers and to make programs. There, There's so many ways and yet we often forget to use those gifts, those talents for the very one who provided them. How many of you have heard gifted, I'm talking about truly blessed and gifted singers on the radio that never sing anything for God? They're, they're singing about somebody cheated on somebody and I got the blues or, uh, you know, rock and rolls, gotta go, you know, all this garbage. But they never ever say anything about the one who gave them the gift they never honor him you know Elvis Presley probably one of the best known vocalists of all times and probably one of the best vocalists of all times started singing in a church and then he forgot where he came from died of an overdose so sad our time, our treasure, our talent. And guess what I'm going to say next? It starts with a T, and you use it when you talk. Your tongue. I, 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 I. Give my tongue to Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it might say some pretty nasty things. It might be mean and violent and angry. It might say, kill all the babies, two years old and under. <laughs> We have to let God control what we say even. The Bible says that all of our thoughts are to be under the control of Jesus, under the control of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because everything starts with one thought. Everything. Whether it's good or whether it's evil. It still started with one thought. Evil thoughts enter our minds and we have to filter those out. We have to say, no, not happening. Yeah, you know, I was watching Jonathan Kahn this morning and <laughs> he had a, a clever little thing that he did that, that uh, everyone found to be humorous. And he was making a point, but he was talking about, you know, sometimes I bring home a, a bag of. Junk food, you know, bag about this tall. They call them chips. And it says on there that if you eat three of them, you've already had more than enough fat for the day. (laughs) He said, So I tell myself, I'm only going to eat three. And I open the bag and I have the three, then I close it up, set it down. Done. Then my hand begins to move. I can't control it. It's out of control. And it grabs the chips and it opens them and I eat some more. And then I say, no, no, this is a sin. I'm not doing this anymore. So I close it up and I set it back down. And two minutes later, the hand is doing its thing again. And so I'm saying, no, no, no. Then I eat some more. And then I say, no, I'm not doing this. So I roll it up. And I take it in the kitchen and I put it in the kitchen and go set back down. Man, I'm glad I'm free from that. Five minutes later, my feet (laughs) cheat on me. They get up and they carry me into the kitchen and then my hand takes over. He said that that's the way sin is. Once you start to participate in sin, and even with your tongue, once you begin to participate in it, you get a taste of it. You want more. Gossiping, slandering, saying bad things about people. We have to give it to Jesus and let him, ask him to be in control of our tongues. You know, I wonder, and I really wonder this, because I wonder how many people when they get their new phone, Lord, I dedicate this phone to you. I ask you to be in control of me when I'm on it because I've got some messages from people that wasn't guided by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) In fact, I think it came directly from the pit of hell. So our gifts to Jesus, our time, our treasures, our talents, our tongues, and our traits. Our traits. Well, what's a trait? Well, what do you say a trait is? Come on. What's a trait? Nobody?
0: Something that identifies you.
3: Yeah. It's who we are at our core. And who we are at our core, for the most part, is what Jesus made us. Now, we pervert that sometimes when we sin. But who we are at our core... You know, every human being in their most basic elements are all the same. It don't matter. Black, white, purple, pink, yellow, brown, makes no difference. At our core, we're all the same. We're all made up of a genetic structure. And that genetic structure informs our body to be this, to be that, to do this, to do that, to become this, to become that. Our eye colors, how good we see, how long our legs are, how long our arms are, how well our fingers work. At our core, God made us to want Him. That is a given trait. Every person that's ever been born, I don't care if they claim to be an agnostic, I don't care if they claim to be an atheist, every person. That God created, he created within them a vacuum that wants the love of God. Some people, because they're missing that, become so bitter and so angry that they're impossible to get along with. And it's all because they reject the very... Thing that God designed us to be and to have and the very one that we are designed to know and to worship and to love and to be loved by. We reject him and that tears us apart. It makes us something other than, in other words, an alternative to what God designed us to be. At our core traits, We were made to crave God, his presence. To want to love him, to want his love. And to know him and to know his people. To serve him and to serve others. Allowing him to serve through us. This is our traits. That God has given us. And then he gave us the Holy Spirit when we put our faith in him. He gave us the Holy Spirit to do these very things that he put within us to desire him. Now we're empowered to be able to do it. And when we don't know how to pray, when we don't know what to say, it says the Holy Spirit takes over and prays for us and through us. And sometimes it comes out as groaning and, and grunting. And sometimes it comes out in other languages that we don't understand. But God does. This is what God made you and me for to love Him. To serve him by serving others and loving others. That is what really the message, the heart of Christmas is, is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Life or eternal life. You know, we've gotten so far away from that message for Christmas, all this materialism. Oh, no, Christmas is not about Him, it's about us. We got to give each other gifts. We've, we've got to spend billions of dollars a year as a nation to, to show our love to our loved ones. Uh, whatever happened to sharing? Jesus Christ with your family, as a way of showing love instead of spending all that money, what happened to making them something for Christmas? I think there's a lot more love involved in creating something and giving it to someone than going just going and buying something that somebody else did. You know, a couple of years, my family got together and we we decided we weren't going to spend but x amount of dollars and we weren't going to buy things. We were going to use that money to make something. It was amazing. It was awesome. We did that two or three years in a row. We exchanged names. and I don't know why we got out of it. Maybe because mom died. I don't know. But uh, it, it, was, it was awesome to see the creativity. It was amazing. One of my nephews made another one of my nephews or... One of his uncles, one of my brothers, I can't remember who it was, made him a sword. This thing was awesome. <laughs> Another one made a drill bit holder, and it was, it was a container. It was all metal. And it didn't look like it come apart, but it screwed apart. But when it was together, you couldn't see a seam. It was just like it was a solid container, but then you could take the top off and had drill bit holes. And it was filled with drill beds, too. <laughs> uh, just some really neat things. My brother, Hope, made us all metal models. He just took scrap metal and welded, and made a truck, car, made a sailboat, and different things for different people. And it was just, it was great. It was awesome. And it didn't cost an arm and a leg. And you know what? Every one of us still has those gifts and we treasure them. You know why? Because they weren't just purchased. They were from the heart of another family member. They were made, created with you in mind. Not the general public. (laughs) So, our gifts to Jesus, our time, our treasure, our talents, our tongues, our traits... So that leaves us with the question, what have you been giving to Christ? Have you given your very best to Jesus? You know, there is a saying that's very true, and it applies here, talking about giving our best to Jesus. And that saying is that if Jesus... Is not Lord of all. He's not Lord at all. Is He Lord of all in our lives? Can we truly say we have given everything in our lives to Jesus? Are we allowing Him to control all of those areas of our lives? Our treasures, our talents, our tongues, our time, our traits. Have we really surrendered everything? Or is there still things, still sinful areas that we hold on to? Oh, I know this is wrong and I shouldn't do it, but Jesus will forgive me. (laughs) Uh, That may be true, but that doesn't make it okay. Paul said that we weren't saved to sin. We were saved from sin. And our lives are supposed to reflect that. Do they? People can see it, whether you realize it or not. And you can never hide from God anything. But other people can pick up on things too. We tell on ourselves all the time. Have you given your all, your best, to Jesus? If not, why not? And why not now? Come, as we sing, Brother Bob. Our invitation
0: hymn this morning is number uh, two hundred. Old little town of Bethlehem. Let's stand and sing.
3: amen. I want to uh, confess, (laughs) uh, two times in a row, I forgot to get Levi's uh, new member packet. So uh, if you see me this week, remind me. (laughs) I need to get that done. (laughs) So hopefully now that I have brought it out in the light, the devil can't cause me to forget again. (laughs) Mitch? Yes.
0: Don't forget Levi's new member package. Oh, thank you.
3: I'd already forgotten.